0: The IBM Cloud Podcast, coming to you every show with information about new capabilities and releases. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IBM Cloud Podcast. We're your hosts from the offerings team here at IBM Cloud. My name is Ian Lynch.
1: And I'm Stu Shoket, and today we have as our guest, Aaron Bauman. Now, Aaron is a master inventor. In fact, I think I saw something that you won some inventor of the year award, right, Aaron?
2: Yeah, I did. It was a complete surprise. It was the uh, Research Triangle Park here in the North Carolina, USA. Excellent. And and so
1: Aaron is with the team that we had, David uh, Provan, earlier talking to us about Wimbledon. And so uh, David is with that same team that works and does uh, sports and other outside events. Um, and so this is an, op- an exciting opportunity to see how else IBM is involved in the outside world. So, Aaron, I'm going to tackle the first question. of. Um, Why did we decide to tackle fantasy football at all? I mean, you know, we put Watson to it, but uh, why do we tackle that? And then kind of as you kind of work your way into it, assume that some folks won't know what fantasy football is.
2: Okay, yeah, sure. So first, fantasy football. Right. It's an experience where a manager or you can draft a set of real National Football League players. And here. When we say football, uh, we're we're referring to the American football, where teams typically have four downs to move a football about 10 yards or score a touchdown. And then in fantasy football, what we do is we track each real-world player and give the the digital version of that player's points based on their performance. So, for example, a running back might get one point for every 10 yards run, or they could lose two points for every fumble. Right? And the reason why we chose to, to do fantasy football with ESPN is, um, n- number one, ESPN is by far um, the largest uh, fantasy football uh, um, platform here in North America. Right, There's about 52 million people uh, in North America alone that play within fantasy sports. And to that end, there's over 10 million uh, users of fantasy football uh, just on the ESPN platform. And so what we want it to do is to use AI to uh, create a new experience for all the millions of users in North America as well as around the world who play um, such that they can have a better understanding of all of the unstructured information as well as videos and podcasts so that they can make better decisions.
0: So Aaron, actually, let's talk a little bit about the community, right? We're speaking around helping these guys, making it more immersive, the experience. But what did they actually think when we talked about, like, we're going to bring Watson or artificial intelligence capability to fantasy football? I assume the kind of top press is going to be like, woohoo, everybody wins straight away, right?
2: Yeah, so um, so we did do some some user studies, right? And the results were overwhelmingly positive, you know, where it was about around 80-ish percent, you know, found uh, that the use of Watson really helped them, you know, make decisions, right? And and to that end, you know, it, it pretty much helped them um, – uh, and the bubble, right? So if there were players of which, you know, they weren't sure who to start, then they, they could use Watson to augment their own intelligence, right, to make that choice. And it also helped users uh, with bias because some people like certain teams and so they would trend or tend to only start players from certain teams. But this would help, you know, sort of put that objective capability within the hands of uh, users, right? Um, and, and, and we are also surprised as well that, People used um, this to also find stories, right? So, so we, we find evidence to support our, our insights and people click the links or they'll look at videos and they use the tool to find the, you know the trending topics as well as those uh, stories that are most applicable uh, towards what they want to read about.
1: So there was a benefit that they, that you guys didn't even anticipate.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, part, part of that, that benefit, you know, was driving traffic, you know, th- um, through uh, ESPN media, uh, but also for the users, because they were able to read the context around uh, de- decision making, you, you know, and, and much of what they read, they wouldn't normally have, have read or even found, right? Because there's just, you know, there's billions of, of articles for people to go through. And, you know, this helps to find that needle in, in the haystack.
0: So from a technology standpoint, then, how do we actually, how do we train to do all of this because it's so different, right? We're not throwing it a set of data and saying, hey, look at this, or actually, or are we?
2: yeah, so so it, um, it it was a very large effort to train the system. Um, so so first, I must mention that this uh, system has a patent pending around uh, the all these te- techniques that I'm going to mention. right? So that so it's exciting how novel the system is. But what we do, right is we um, take in uh, petabytes of of historical uh, data. Right, and we combine that with stats, so we can label the data. So, so for example, we'll have articles that talk about players, and we want to know at that same time the article was written, did a player boom, bust, play with a hidden injury, or or even play with an overt injury, right? And we in turn have to teach Watson how to read, and so and, and so we create all these different uh, entity detectors right? And then we run all the articles through Watson so so Watson can read it. Next, Watson has to understand and comprehend the information. So it's a form of machine reading, uh, in a sense. And it takes all the natural text, converts it into numbers, and then those numbers are fed into deep neural networks, you know, that can tell us is a player going to boom or or we train it so a player is going to boom, bust, play with an injury or play uh, with an overt uh, injury. And finally, from there, we then trained all these uh, about 26 different uh, probability distributions to tell us what a player is going to score uh, and with what probability and we run sim- simulations over it right so so it's this incremental approach of taking massive amounts of unstructured data and being able to get different point predict predictions and and to simulate that forward
0: yeah so from i i guess for my own sake being in europe i don't see a huge amount of american football on the tv but as you're talking here i understand the concepts how it works and i understand kind of high level the game right but this seems like something that could be adapted to soccer or many other sports or even outside of that right
2: yeah, yeah, you know, you know it's quite, uh, quite amazing about the transportability of the solution, you know. Um, let me give you three examples. So one of them could be with the medical services, right? So the same technology could be used to, to determine if a patient is going to have a good reaction to a medication or even a cocktail of, a, of a medications. And what we want to do is to ensure the efficiency of a drug is optimized right and then the second example could be with financial markets right we can analyze billions of news stories blogs videos and podcasts to get an overall boom or a bust probability of, of of a stock right we could even use this type of ai to guide the commercial uh, product development or even r and d right of a company and the third area uh, you know you know that pops to my head would be streaming media services, right? So we could use, again, this same type of AI to determine how and what movie to recommend uh, to a user or sets of uh, users, right? And um, the other part of your question, can this be used for other sports? And indeed, uh, we are looking at actually uh, using it within other sports and soccer, um, you know, um, has also popped up on our radar too.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. I was talking to someone just this week, that had been with an acquisition of IBM's Aspera. And I looked, and it looks like we're still using Aspera to, to stream Netflix. So it sounds like, from what you're saying, that you can also have the same technology that helped with fantasy football, uh, help Netflix pick uh, the next movie, although I suspect they have an algorithm that's probably used as well. Let me, let me um, ask you, you talked about data, you talked about petabytes of data, um, was that the hardest part is to find all the sources and all the volumes and the sheer massive numbers of things?
2: Yeah, so so there are two areas that were really hard. You know, you know, one I think you mentioned was just the volume, velocity, and variety of data, right, and the time it took to train, you know, the models. And then we have to constantly update the models too as, a, as a, the season goes. So managing all of that. And then the second area is... In, in the volume of of traffic that we get. So um, I want to toss out this staggering number, which I, I was shocked when I saw this. But uh, the number of hits that we got, you know, on our CDN or the content distribution network was over 9.2 billion hits. Um, that was over three weeks. That's a lot of hits, right? And we also uh, passed 800 over 830 terabytes of data, you know, throughout the network, right? So being able to manage that on a 24 by seven um, aspect, you know, throughout the fantasy football season uh, was definitely challenging and we weren't expecting this amount of traffic. Um, but, you know, that said, it was amazing to have that many users and we would get a real time feedback just on Twitter, right? You can go on Twitter and see how people are reacting, you know, to some of our AI analysis, right? You could go to, you know, Reddit, you know, various sources. So, so it, was, it was neat to see that. I want to go back to the original point
0: that I kind of make, or, or what I actually said, or maybe even like I didn't say it. It was definitely in my head, but
2: does how do we not make everyone a winner here, Aaron? So um, yeah, yeah. So so it's great because you know this uh, this augments human intelligence, right? So so we each have the ability to make our own choice, right? So we can so we can choose. To you know, take into account what want to tell us or not, right? Um, and then we also can interpret it differently too, based upon what what we're we're reading. But we try to you know sort of baseline uh, everybody's you know uh, viewpoints uh, by showing evidence and by showing numbers. But you also have to keep in mind all the different uh, permutations of players and combinations of teams and uh, who you're playing against as well. You know um, that that you really there's no two teams that are alike. You know, so I might start. I might, I might analyze and assess a player based on Watson's um, AIs. But I might have a different spread of people on my team, on my bench, and I might be thinking about picking up a person off a waiver wire, or even, you know, you know, doing some sort of trade with someone else in my league, right? So it's very contextual, and that contextual piece individualizes and personalizes how someone interprets Watson. So it's so it's different, right? Uh, based upon uh, what, uh, where someone's sitting, even what part of the world they're in, and uh, even even who their favorite team is. Now we do try to take out bias. Uh, because I do have a biased n- normalizer um, that does try to equalize our boom and bust, you know, based upon teams. Because I found that, um, you know, if players are on very popular teams like the Patriots, um, that they were more likely to be estimated to boom even though they, they, they typically wouldn't. So we are overestimating booms for popular teams. So put in a bias normalizer to make it equal throughout all the teams. You know, so, so, we, so we do try to get rid of that kind of bias. Does that help to answer the question? Yeah, no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Totally does. So Aaron, let's talk a little bit about
0: IBM and IBM Cloud specifically. Where, how was their involvement? Were we were just the people who put the technology in place Did we concept the idea and where did it all kind of
2: stem from? And who built this? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So so uh, the story behind this is is uh, quite fascinating. Um, about two and a half years ago, um, myself as well as about four or five other people from my team, we went down to the Austin Research Labs at IBM. Right. And we flew in um, some folks from um, about four other folks from ESPN, and we were just tossing around ideas. Right. And and I was listening. And then that night I took out a pen and paper, you know, just jotting down, you know, some some ideas, uh, putting down some uh, basic architecture diagrams. And then I pitched it the following morning and the pitch turned out to be this, you know, or what we have working today. You know, so that's that's so where it all um, it, it was it was uh, partially me, uh, along with the ESPN, you know, team and um, other folks, you know, that that work on my team. So so it was a collective um, um, idea. I just called us together, and then and then I consulted with a lot of other folks, you know, you know, and it, and it happened over a span of about two days. And and the question about who built it? Well, we built it, right? This is all IBM homegrown, right? So it's I, IBM resources. This runs on IBM Cloud, you know. So it's all blue. So. Um-
1: what did ESPN? I mean, well, I guess there's really two questions wrap with this. One is, what does ESPN think of it now? Uh, because they have lots of sports, so they may be approaching IBM to do more. But the part, uh, the other part of the question is, uh, was their role mainly to give us access to stuff?
2: Yeah. So, so at at, at the beginning, you know, um, ESPN. Um, you know, they're very excited about, about the possibilities. But I, but I will say they're always approached by, you know, thousands of teams, you know, who claim that, that they can enhance, you know, their fantasy football or, or even give, you know, different types of predictions. And so we had to upfront differentiate, you know, what we were doing and earn their trust. Because, you know, you know this is their, their flagship You know, product, right? And they're not just going to put any sort of experience, you know, up on their on their mobile experience, their desktop experience, right, across the gamut of experiences, you know. So, so we had to empirically prove that our results, uh, you know, were different, um, and and hence we, you know, ended up, you know, filing for a patent, uh, but also showed that it was accurate, Um, and. And 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 so we we earn their trust over time. And about two and a half years later, we're planning for year three, right? So for season three, and we we have a lot of exciting, um, um, I say, features in the works. Um, And what what ESPN does, you know, you know, they're our partner, right? So they uh, they build out APIs so we can access, you know, the data. They also help us to integrate um, our work into their platforms. Um, and then they also help us with user studies to make sure what we're doing helps to increase um, the, their user experience so that they can increase, you know, their, you know, their own uh, user base. Because, you know, they are competing with other fantasy uh, platforms like CBS, you know, is, is one. Um, and yes, they, they are um, think, thinking about doing this for other sports as well. Um, I just can't talk too much about that yet because it is confidential. Uh, very last question. How can I learn more? Yeah, um, so so there are many different places uh, to learn more. Um, first, I would say follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me um, at Barron, um, or you can find me at uh, Baughman, which is B-A-U-G-H-M-E-N, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. So it's at my last name and then my first name. You can also find me on Instagram. Um, on you know various aspects like LinkedIn, where I post you know a lot of different uh, commercials that we do. We, we can see you know me in action as well as um, other colleagues. Um, you can also follow our. Uh, Fantasy Football Influencer League, where uh, we have three data scientists from IBM competing against uh, ESPN on-air talent, as well as former NFL players and a movie star. Right, That's a public league that uh, you can find. And we do tweet about it. We put it on uh, Instagram, too. Um, I, I've also uh, worked with my team to write about uh, how the system works. We have a series of blogs that's up on developer works right? Uh, So you can go there um, and and, and look at various topics. And um, we're going to be at Think, right? So Think 2019, in about three weeks, um, I'm presenting with Chris Jason, uh, who's the Senior Director of Fantasy uh, Sports um, at ESPN. And and we're going to be talking about on February the 13th, um, how the system works and showing, you know, some videos. So join us there as well.
0: Awesome. Good stuff. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about Well, for me, what was Well, it started with a little confusing, but now I seem to understand it and get it more where everyone's not always a winner, even though Steve believes otherwise. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show. It was, again, really informative.
2: Thanks so much for for having me. I appreciate it.
0: And guys, myself and Steve, as always, thanks for joining in. See you next time on the IBM Cloud Podcast.
2: And Watson will always make you a winner.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Aaron.